Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 240 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast I do about the art and things with me co-host Little Dennis. And Little Dennis is with us today because we're in the art studio, my bedroom. And what we do on these is, it's another art class podcast. So what I do is I go through my, um, go through my sketchbook and stuff talking about the past month at art class some of the things I learnt and stuff and the main thing for this one is all it's going to be all about like mistakes and things making mistakes so little Dennis he's going to get us into this one Boing! <laughs> we've got our kitty kisses as well so little kitty's in her house and little Dennis he's going to sit down and behave himself. So I've got quite a few things to go through on this one. And like I said, I feel like the main thing for this one is going to be all about mistakes. And I'm also going to talk about, do you really need to go to art class? Some of the things I think are reasons why I think you should go to art class, but also I'm wondering if you really do need to go to art class. So whilst I'm going through my sketchbook, I'll talk about some of that stuff, <laughs> which would be cool. So, well, this is, what we've got here is, this is for the month of October. So, and I missed one month, but what we've got coming up is portraits. We've got portraits with, like, pens. For, oh, I've got this beautiful pen. It's a Pentel f- felt tip. I'll have to get the name of it. Oh, I can't find the name. I can't get the name of it at the minute. But what it is, you can actually, you can actually do like shading with this felt tip. You can actually use the tip of it, and also put the pen on its side to get like um like a shading effect. It's a very cool, it's a very cool um pen. I've also got some life drawing, and I think I said, oh yeah. Also, we've got this brilliant thing coming up. Because what happened was, one of the models didn't show up. So we ended up drawing each other. So I'm going to talk about that as well. Because for me, one of the things of art class is, it's almost like 50% about improving your art skills and 50% about improving social skills. And like sometimes it goes... Sometimes the... Um, the class can be way more about like social things, and sometimes it's all about the the art. So that that's that's another reason why I think you should go to art class. And I'm also going to go through my little me pet me plan air sketchbook as well because I'm still going out on the Saturdays. So what I do is I, f- I think I'll just start with the first one. So what was the first one? Well, I think the first one we did. Yeah, the first one was actually the one when the model didn't show up. So what happened was, now this is brilliant. This is another example of like the sort of um, spontaneity of it all. Because one of the things I'm going to talk about is mistakes. And I feel like the the thing with mistakes is, mistakes sort of lead to beautiful things sometimes. Very much like a sort of like a... It's a sort of a synchronicity, I suppose. But it's very much like... The thing with mistakes is, I think... 
it's a mistake if you're in control but if you can let go of control there's no mistakes really because it's it's almost like everything just flows so what happened was the the model didn't show up and we was all sitting around waiting and because the model didn't show up one of the um one of the artists mark he said well what i'll do is i'll just pose <laughs> so he sat on a chair and posed and it was brilliant because what happened was you only had like 10 minutes and th- we were still waiting for the model but the model didn't show up so what ended up happening was basically everyone took it in turns to sit down and we sketched everybody well we didn't sketch everyone one two three four five we, d- I did, we did five five people and i was actually going to go and sit down this is one of like the um social anxiety things I was going to go and sit and pose. But right at the end, we ran out of time. <laughs> Which you could say is a good thing. But there's a part of me that's disappointed because I wanted to... to ex- Basically, I wanted to experience the fear <laughs> of like sitting there posing. Because I don't think... I don't know. It'd be nice to experience it. Because it's sort of like... I feel like it's, it'd be quite nice to experience what the model is experiencing. Because it must be quite strange... To sit there and know that everyone's looking at you, because one of my biggest fears, like one of the, one of the things with social anxiety, is it's a fear of like people looking at you. So imagine sitting in the middle of a room with everybody looking at you. In a way, it's like a worse nightmare, but in a strange way, I wanted to experience it, which is a bit I don't know. But for this, what I did here this night, I think I used the same pencil, which is this big six B clutch pencil a massive fat i think it's a five millimeter one and i did the whole thing with this one pencil all night and what was brilliant was it created a very sort of like a um a nice texture <laughs> it was cool so the first one was mark i feel like that's the the best likeness i've ever got at an art class because it looks like him but in a strange way because one of the things i'm really into is characters what I've done is I've sort of somehow I've created the person but turned them into like a character and I love it the next one was the girl called Alex who I've been sitting t- I've been sitting next to quite a lot now she had a beautiful like an elegance about her if I had to sum up Mark I'd say he had a nice um, I feel like he's somehow he's sort of personality come out of the um, of the drawing I don't know, but f- for Alex, I feel like I just I just liked her essence. It really was beautiful essence, and she had this like um she had like a jacket a jacket thing on, and what was happening was you had like the um the curviness of her bum, the straightness of her legs, but this jacket was like flowing outwards, and it was like sort of creating a very nice shape. So I liked her shapes, and her hair was cool as well. The next one was Carolyn. What I liked about Carolyn was her boots. <laughs> what I find, I love drawing people with clothes on. Because I like the shapes of clothes. And that's the main thing here, really, is you're not just capturing the person. A lot of it is actually the shapes of the clothes. That's what I'm thinking. And it, it is, for me, it's fun drawing, drawing like, drawing the clothes 
not just the shapes, but all the like the folds and everything. But like with her boots, she had these boots on, like big sort of chunky boots around her ankles. So you had like a little ankle, you had the boot, but there was like a nice little gap, like a little shape between her leg and the boot. Which I just, they had a nice feeling to it. The next one was Min. <laughs> this is cool. So f- for this one, it it sort of, it doesn't look like Min really. But again, this is a very much a one that I think is like a character. I've I've sort of somehow turned, turned these people into characters. Which is brilliant. Because I wasn't trying to do that. It's just that's what naturally happened. Which was cool. I can't remember this this girl's name, but she was the last one. Again, what I liked was you had a load of nice shapes with her clothing. She had a really um, like a, a loose flowing dress on, tight sort of leggings, and then again big, big chunky boots. So, so again, it was all about the clothes really. And the main thing I learned here was. How fun it was to have a time limit, because you know you knew you only had like ten, ten to twenty minutes, so you were sort of like trying to capture them, but you were sort of trying to be aware of the time as well. So you wanted to try and get the realisticness, but or maybe that's why I did the characters. I'm not sure, but this is definitely where the um, the big fat pencil came in handy, because you could cover like loads of area very quickly so I loved I've, for me that was one of my best one of my most fun sessions I've ever had at art class it was just so much fun and then the next week we had a, an, we had a model called Fidel now again she was beautiful this was life drawing this, this was a new model She her hair was a bit like it reminded me of Faith from Mirror's Edge. Or a little bit like Chie as well from Persona. But again, her hair had like a sort of... Her hair had like a character about it. But she had this beautiful... Beautiful flow to her body. And you could just tell that she, she could have done any pose and it would have been beautiful. So I started out doing quick gestures. Using my brush pens. I love using those. Again, you can't erase them, so you've got to commit to the lines. But what I also love about these brush pens is you can get like, you can get a lot of motion in it. You can get sort of like um, sharp lines, but also big, like um, you can get like big sort of blobby shapes. So I like that. Then the next one, we did another quick pose. And I did some. I did this with the pencils. Again, I was using that big fat five millimeter pencil from um, Koi Noor or something. <laughs> what I like about this one is, I didn't. I didn't draw her feet in. So what's that, what I've done is her legs are. It's almost like her feet are little. Um, this is quite cool actually. There's an element of realisticness in here, mixed with sort of characterness. So maybe what's happening is I'm just, maybe I'm I'm sort of um, embracing, embracing character drawing characters or something, because I've always thought I've always felt like 
art class wouldn't approve of characters because everybody draws so realistically and all the all the artwork and paintings are very much like things you would see in a gallery and I've always thought would they look down upon me drawing characters <laughs> but it's what I want to do so, well but what I like about this is you can feel like the um the chunky like like the um the squidginess of her which is cool yeah now what happened here was we did the final pose and as often happens the final pose was very boring it wasn't boring well it was boring because what happens is when they're doing the quick ones because they didn't have to sit there for too long they're all like creating all these shapes and then when it comes to the the long pose the model very often is is either lying down or something so there's a lot of just nothingness happening so what happens is you have to start you have to sort of try to work out what you want to focus on so the first thing i liked was the shape of a bum and her head sort of like balanced out so i did another little one with a brush pen and then i did my final one with my pencils and um, what i liked about this was because what happens is halfway through the session you walk around and look at everyone's work and what happened was I I sort of got halfway through the, my drawing and when I walked around, somebody... Because the, the model was lying on like a... Um, I think it was a, a hoodie or something and it had like a pattern on it and a nice little texture. So I wasn't going to bother drawing that because I thought it would have distracted from, from the model. So I was going to leave it like white. When I walked around, somebody had basically rendered the pattern and I thought oh, I love that so what what I did was when I when I got back into my drawing I actually put the texture in of the fabric so this is another example of how it's, it's cool to look at other people's work because you can sort of like pull in things that other people are doing so I, I like that I also tried to do a face but I find drawing faces very hard when it's little but I like, I like that. <laughs> I do. It was a fun one, that. The next one... Oh, this was last night. Yeah, I actually... No, it wasn't. The next one we did... Now, this was cool. What happened was, one of the artists did a workshop. So what happened was, everybody got given this image, which was of a, a lady wearing a, a long, like, prom dress. And what happened was, the, the artist was doing a workshop all about drawing or capturing what's it called um fabric basically so and well this was interesting so we got given the pencil we got given the paper an eraser a pencil and the reference image and we sat and watched watched Dell the artist like do his little um tutorial thing we watched him do it and he was giving us tips and stuff so what's brilliant was everybody had exactly the same tools and exactly the same everything we had we had all gotten the same like like tutorial thing we had all got the same piece of paper so and what's amazing was even though we all had exactly the same thing everybody's drawing was different and because i said to somebody it's almost like when you're drawing 
somehow you're sort of combining the artist that's teaching you with with yourself so this is i thought it, i really saw it that night because i've always known that but you sort of forget about it sometimes but there was one artist who who always draws this like really squiggly her lines are always like squiggly and it looks as if everything's moving and what had happened was she had basically created this created her drawing it looked like Dell's the one that we had been told to draw but it also had a squigginess in it and I thought to myself it's almost as if like Dell who was teaching us and the artist who had drawn who had done their drawing it's almost as if them two had had a baby and created this new drawing because it had a bit of both of them in it I thought it was brilliant I, I enjoyed that one but another thing for me is I never work big I like working on sort of A4 or A5 really but I think this was actually I feel like this might be an A2 an A2 and even I think it's an A2 so it was really big so I was completely out of my comfort zone on that but another thing that's brilliant about that was the, the artist who gave us our tools he uses these really cheap pencils <laughs> so he he got a pack of, I think it was 30 pencils, HB pencils, in the pound shop. Really cheap, cheap ones. And that is all he ever uses. And he creates these really beautiful drawings. So again, it's another example of like, you don't need, um, you don't need nothing other than a pencil. A little basic HB pencil and a piece of paper and an eraser because one of the things we were doing was we were actually we was we were drawing with the eraser which was cool <laughs> i like that one yeah i feel like october was one of the best months for art class it was brilliant so i missed a week and then last night we had a new model again called oliver olivia now she was wearing her clothes again and she had glasses on so what's what's weird about this is i don't think i've ever drawn i don't think i've ever drawn anyone wearing glasses and at first i was thinking oh i wish you would have took your glasses off but that was me so i feel like that was me trying to not want to face the challenge of drawing glasses so i just and then i thought no it's actually quite interesting that she's got glasses on because it's again it's it's another challenge so i started out doing a little just a little gesture thing like a quick sketch and straight away i was drawn to her hair now this is something i've, I've noticed a lot is i'm drawn to hair the shape of hair is so beautiful for me i love it and she had this she had like um it's as if her hair was uh, exploding off of her, off her head it was like um just loads of hair really fluffy and very curly <laughs> so what i did was i got me i got that i got this pen out which is the pentel i want to call i want to say it's a pentel sign pen it is it's a pentel sign pen and it looks like a basic felt tip pen but the beautiful thing is you can actually put the pen on its side and almost like create like tone with it so it's like working with a pencil but with the 
with the harshness of ink. Because the thing with ink is, once you've put your line down, you, that's it, you've committed to it. So the first thing I did was I just, because I, this was a portrait, I thought I got, I've got, I got to try and draw a face. Because very often I'd, I'll, I'll shy away from doing a portrait because of, of, of a fear of making mistakes. So again, this this is where the thing is is I'm just I'm learning. You've got to face the, the biggest challenges when doing when doing art, and it's it's different for everyone. You've got to face those challenges because otherwise, what will happen is three years down the line, you still have the same challenges. So the only way to like overcome these challenges is to face them. So what happened was I was just I was pl- almost like playing around with this pen, trying to sort of capture her facial features, and what happened was I did one of these little ones, and I just thought that is so cool I want to try it because what I did was I had basically because this pen is black, I, I noticed it's it's cool to like focus on shadow shapes. So what I did was. I went and I did me um, me main drawing with that pen, and I tried to basically. I tried to sort of capture her face, but blocking basic shapes. And then what I started realize this is when I realized you could sort of blend this pen, so I got the basic shapes. And then I also got a bit of blending, like a bit of toning as well, which was quite cool. And the main thing for me here was I enjoyed capturing her hair because <laughs> it was like it was alive. And again, the fact that she's got these glasses on is brilliant because it it gives her a bit of it gives her like um for me there, there's an element of like um of like um coolness about those glasses. It makes her unique basically. But the main thing for me there's you know, in the glasses, you got like the um, the frame. Well, the way the light was falling, it was creating like a the frame was creating a little shadow on her face, and there was something about that the way that thing was curving. It was so for me that was my favourite sort of line or shape last night, and also her lips. She had these beautiful lips because I had a perfect profile view. It's very very rare that I've. I get a profile view at art class. Normally, I'm looking at like a, a sort of a third-person view thing. And what I, what I noticed was, looking at her lips, like there was this beautiful shape between her lips, which was cool. <laughs> but that's one of my favourite drawings, actually. And again, it's very scary because you're using pens, so you've got to commit to the lines. And then what I did was in the second se- second half of the session, I got these brush pens, which are they're watercolor brush pens. Now I've never really used them before, so I thought I'm just going to play around tonight. <laughs> so, and I, I'm I feel like there's a lot of potential in these, because what you can do is you can actually get you can get like a watercolor effect with these pens, and then you can get you can go over the top of it when it's dried with the with the like the actual um the brush cuz it's got a brush it's got a brush tip and a, a nib so you can actually get like details 
So you can get like the best of both worlds. So like with her hair, I got the overall shape with the water, and then using the fine tip, I got some some of her hair, like her details. So I feel like it, I feel like there's a lot of potential in these. And then last one, I was just playing around with a fine liner, and I was trying to mix because again, some somebody had basically created this beautiful. They created a beautiful image of what they did was they used a ballpoint pen to get like a really like a squiggly character, and then they put a load of um, graphite on top of it, and it just looked so cool. So I wanted to try to do that. I didn't. I didn't really do it the way they did it, but again, I feel like there's um, because what I've noticed is I tend to stick to one thing. If I'll either do a pencil drawing, an ink drawing, watercolour, I've I very often, very rarely do I actually mix different things. So again, this is another one of those things where walking around, seeing what everyone else is doing, it gives you ideas. So that's something I want to play around with, is like mixing, mixing um, thingies. But if I had to pick my favourite, I think my favourite image <laughs> was was one of the, the little character did the first one. That was so cool. I just think that's brilliant. It's got these like um, it's it's just brilliant. Like the the way that he's it's as if it's him as a character and I've never I've never I've never achieved that before so it's quite cool but I think the main thing about art class last month was the sort of the like um I would say like the diversity of it all we had so many different things going on which was nice and then what we've also got is what I do is on a Saturday morning after work I go out and do little like plan air well it's, it, I think they call it urban sketching or something but it's basically with watercolours so what have we, where have I got up to on this one I think what's it going to be it's going to be I think the first one I'm not sure if I've covered that one before but there was one in the park where this lady came over and started talking to me I think I think I've already done that one so the first one was the 8th of October in Freedom Fields Park. And what I did on this one was, because the last couple of Saturdays it's been sort of raining. So I've had, to start, I've had to start thinking, where can I sit where I'm undercover but still get a nice view? So there's, an, there's a challenge going on here, not just the actual drawing and painting. There's a challenge in picking locations as well. So the first one, what I've got is a tree and a lamppost and a bit of the pavement. <laughs> so the reason I like this is you're getting a lot of everything here. You've got, there's even like a rooftop. So you're getting lots of different textures. But the tree is the star of the show here. So the tree is the star of the show. There's also a little squirrel. Because I like to try and capture the animals if, if they ever come out. There's a leaf on the floor as well. Now there were loads of leaves here, but I just put one because I thought, in a strange way, having one leaf there, it makes that leaf a lot more. For me, it sort of um, 
What what do you call that? It's all like if there was loads of leaves there, they would get lost. Because there's only one leaf, it makes it more special, I suppose. And I've got the lamppost. What I've noticed is I've drawn these lampposts quite a lot lately. And I'm absolutely loving... Oh, wait a minute, I've missed one. Well, I'm loving the shape of these lampposts. So, the main thing about that one, for me, was actually... Well, also, I'm noticing I'm struggling a lot with perspectives. And again, it goes into... Because I'm using fine liners, I'm sort of... I'm sort of sketching what I'm seeing. I'm I'm doing it wrong, but because I've committed to it with a fine liner, I've got to accept it. But I can see that some of these things are wrong, like the perspective. That's the way it is. But the the other one was this was the first of October again in Freedom Fields, and what I did was this was nice as well. You had two trees, and a lamppost, and a load of houses in the background. What I've been trying to do is, and I'm still, I'm still not really, I think, well, it's quite hard for me. I'm trying to get the background blended in. So what I did was I didn't, I used very light fine liner marks, and I didn't use many fine liners, because I'm, because I'm trying to get the background to sort of blend in to the background, but it's a lot harder than I, f- I think. If it, it's one of those things you, f- you think it should be easy, but it's quite hard. And what I've also started noticing is the colour purple is a beautiful colour for shadows. So I've started, and I've also, I've actually been able to learn how to do um, a black. So the way to do greys and blacks is, what I've, what I've done is I've, I've done a, a, a red, a blue and a bit of brown. And you can get like a black, a blacky grey. So that's what I've been using for the shadows. And what I do here, what I've been doing is, because again, it's, the, the, the weather's been constantly changing whilst I'm out there. So what I do is, if I see, if I see something, I think, oh, that's cool. I'll, I'll try to like capture it, or at least remember it in my head, so that at the end, when it's time to put the shadows in, even if the shadows aren't the way I'm looking at them, I'm trying to sort of, I'm trying to remember the best shadow shapes I've seen. And bring them in. So what's happening is there's an element of sort of capturing what you're seeing, but also like you're using your imagination as well. So again, there's lots of different skills going on here. You've got the actual skill of like the actual strokes and stuff, but there's like a skill in like remembering what you're seeing, and then trying to draw what you what you remembered. So. This is what's so cool about it. There's, it's like multi-layered. I feel like the perspective is quite good on this one. It's, it's still, it's still not as flat as it should be. In other words, it needs to be more sort of foreshortened. But what I like about this is the lamppost. They've got these really old-fashioned lampposts in the um, park, like Victorian ones, and they're just beautiful shapes. And I feel like that that lamppost balances nicely. Like the straightness of that balances nicely with the um, the randomness of the trees. But what I also did, so I made this up myself. <laughs> this is me trying to sort of bring in a bit of creativity to it as well. So the trees were all, basically the leaves were all dying. So all the trees were gold. 
like golden brown with like dead leaves basically but what I did was the two trees are me- they're meeting they're like touching in the middle right where the lamppost is so what I thought I'd do is I basically drew the leaves green where they're meeting almost as if like the two trees are somehow like they're sort of like keeping each other alive or something and like even though all the leaves are dying the bit where they're touching they're actually keeping themselves green <laughs> so I've, again I enjoyed this one well I did the thing I didn't like about this one though was I there's a fine line between capturing the texture of grass and doing it too much so, and I'm still like trying to get that because I remember Jake Parker he said on his course I think it was How Twink 2.0 on his course at SVS Learn he said basically you don't have to do all the textures you've only got a hint at like the textures and he said it's good to do it on the edges so like if something that's furry you put the furriness on the edge you don't have to bother on the inside just a little bit here and there and you create the um you create the illusion of like furriness but with grass i find it quite hard and i'm i'm not sure whether cuz sometimes i'll do the, the the grass with with paint sometimes i'll do it with like a fine liner and i i've still haven't been able to really capture grass for me that's quite one of the hardest things actually trying to capture the grass so the next one which was the 15th of October I actually did a pencil drawing because it was so cold (laughs) my hands were quite cold so I thought I don't want to get basically I wanted to wear my gloves and I didn't because what I do is when I'm painting outside I'll test the colours on my hand because I've so I end up with a hand covered in (laughs) colours and I thought I'm going to keep my gloves on for this one so again in Freedom Fields Park and the reason I've been sat there for the last for the three of these is because it's in the shelter you can sit in the shelter oh this was a funny one this one yeah what happened so in the middle of the park is this little it's like four benches back to back so you've got a bench looking one way and then you've got a bench right behind it looking the opposite way so basically, you can sit on one of these benches. Somebody can be sat on the bench behind you. And if you don't hear them coming up or something, you, you wouldn't know they're there. <laughs> so what happened was, I had my headphones on, listening to Above and Beyond. And it was blasting out in my ears. And I got lost in the music. And I was singing the lyrics of this song. And one the lyrics is, You live your life just once. So don't forget about a thing called love. Don't forget, forget about a thing called love. So think about how beautiful that is. You're painting and you've got these beautiful lyrics in your head as well. It was cool. But the thing was, I was like blasting these lyrics out, singing, because I just didn't... And as I, as the song finished, this lady walked out from over here looking at me smiling as I'm drawing <laughs> and I just I realised she'd been sat there for ages listening to me singing <laughs> so it was a bit embarrassing but in a, in a strange way I felt sort of um, it, was, it was one of those like I didn't care sort of thing yeah that's the thing the thing with art is it, it really gives you confidence 
to just express yourself. So this was a little um, pencil drawing and I tried to capture different things. So you had like you had trees, houses, the lampposts again, there was a little flag as well, and a house with these like uh, metal steps going up. And again you had a load of grass. So it is it's quite hard for me to capture grass, but I did this with that pencil that I've been using at art class. The, the big fat f five millimeter one because so, I thought because I basically I've really fallen in love with that pencil and I wanted to see what it could do outside with a sketch so I don't feel I don't think this is my favorite thing I've ever done but what I like about it is it's different it was just a bit different because I've basically I've been doing nothing but watercolors for ages and I just thought it was about time to try something a bit different outside yeah <laughs> So, but the main thing for this is, what happens is sometimes when you, you're painting outside, I've said this before, you're going through your sketchbook, it's almost like you're going through a photo album. Because like these, these, draw, these paintings and stuff, they're capturing memories. So this one, this little drawing here, it's, it's got the memory of that moment of singing in front of somebody. And there's, there's um. There's something way more important to that than just... It's one of those things, I think, basically, this this image, this drawing for me is going to remind me to just be... express yourself. And... Because what happened is, I was just singing and expressing myself, and this lady smiled at me with a really warm smile, as if she could... And you think about it, she's sitting there, and she can hear somebody singing, don't forget about a thing called love. So that's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. So, but she smiled at me with this really warm smile. As if she felt, she could feel that I was just, I was like free. And somehow, I think she sort of, she basically projected back at me this, this sense of, um, like freedom. It was beautiful. So in a strange way, we connected that night, that day, that morning. Yeah, me and her connected via, via the music, I suppose. I think this is... Oh, I've got two left. So the next one... Now, this is another interesting one. This is the one all about mistakes. What happened was, again, it was raining. So I sat, I sat in like a little... Um, there's like a little... It's almost like you could look at it as like a bus shelter thing. It's not though, because what it is, there's a park, and at the top of the park is like this big sort of balcony thing. You can just sit there looking over the park. So I sat there, and I sat there because I thought, again, loads of really cool shapes here. You had a little archway, you had the roof and the floor, so you got like a nice thing of perspective. And again, because I'm struggling with perspective, I'm trying to get places where there's lots of perspective. So I can sort of practice my perspective. You had trees, a little house, and the floor was covered in leaves. So whereas in the whereas in one of whereas in one of them I only put one little leaf down. For this one I just put loads of leaves down. And there's a different feeling about this one with all the leaves. But what I liked about this is the fact that there's loads of different You've got organic, you've got organic shapes, 
and man-made shapes and i love it when you get that because it's nice for me it's almost like half of the drawing is is man-made straight lines the other half is all organic like curvy shapes so there's a nice balance going on there but this one had the biggest mistake thing for me what happened was there's these two trees in it and basically i did all of my line art what happened was I did all, I did all my line art, and I, I, I forgot. Well, I didn't forget. I just, I thought it's not necessary to put the leaves in. So I did all the watercolors, and I sort of finished the drawing, and I thought there's something missing here. The balance was off, and it's because I didn't put the leaves in. So what happened was because I had already put the, the watercolor in, I tried to put the leaves in, and then I realised, what no, what happened was I put the leaves in. And I rushed the watercolour. I didn't let the leaves... I didn't let the le the ink dry. So when I put the watercolour down, it basically... The ink and the watercolour merged into like a black mess. <laughs> so I tried to fix it by putting more ink on top. And then it made it even worse. I tried to fix it by putting more watercolour on. And what happened was... The more I tried to fix it, the worse I made it. But for some reason I kept... I was I was convinced I could fix it, but but I couldn't. But in a strange way, now this is another one of those things where I feel like the mind lies. At the time, I thought it was hideous, and whilst I do think it is too dark, in a strange way, it it sort of works a little bit, because again, the darkness of those leaves sort of balances out with the emptiness on the other side. So, but what happened was, I remember thinking I'd really messed it up. When I got home and looked at me, looked at the painting, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. So it's, it's another one of those things where, yeah, it happens quite a lot. It happens a lot, even doing these podcasts. Sometimes I'm talking and a thought comes in and it says something negative and it, it will convince me that what I'm saying is really like pointless or something when i go back and listen to it it's a lot what i said was a lot better than what my mind was making me think so it's almost like the mind is somehow trying to sort of mess you up i don't know why it does that and then the next one the last one was last week so i sat in a different park again it was sort of raining so the the ground was completely soggy and I was sat on a little bench right in front of... What's happened is there's a, a, a tree is falling down or something and it looks like a crocodile. <laughs> it's even got like legs and stuff. One side of it's got like legs. So you've got this tree or this um, branch in the middle of the park that looks like a crocodile. I thought he was cool. So, and again, we've got the leaves here. So I got what I liked about this one was you had a again you had a lot of everything you got houses in the background trees a fence you got this big crocodile which I tried to make the focus point but I don't what I'm noticing is I'm 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 rushing the watercolors a lot too much yeah that's something I'm noticing is you got to be very patient with watercolors 
you got to wait for things to to dry and stuff. Because what happens is the minute you go too quickly, you really you can't get it back. And I think with that with that um, like the the crocodile thing, I feel like I um I didn't I wasn't patient enough building up the colours. I went too dark too soon, so I couldn't really because in reality it was loads of different types of browns. You had like a light brown, dark brown. You had all these different browns in it. But I couldn't capture that because I'd gone too dark too soon. Which was a shame. <laughs> so that's it. My favourite one. Uh, also, I didn't talk about that as well. The one when I was sat in the archway. This, I, just as I got there and I started, started drawing. This bloke walks along playing reggae music. <laughs> and he had like a ghetto blaster. And he just sat down next to me started smoking i think he was smoking um some like like um what it, what's it called i don't know what's it what's that thing you know wacky backy yeah <laughs> but he was like playing his music and at first i thought oh no because i got i felt a bit scared we started to, we were actually talking about all things like um he basically he's talking about how he went out of body as a child he went out of body he was talking about that experience because I said, because he was smoking, I said, oh, have you ever had any psychedelic experiences and stuff? And he said, oh, you don't need psychedelics for these experiences. And he started talking about he's going out of body as a child. And so the thing was, I've, I've, I felt a bit relaxed. So I, this is what happened was I did, basically I did the whole drawing and painting with somebody sat next to me, like watching what I was doing in that. So I would, I'd never thought I could have done that. So again, it's one of these like, um, what, what I'm noticing is art is beautiful f- for like forcing you to face your fears. It's not just your fears in, because one of the things with drawing and painting is, it really is a mental game, a lot of it. Yeah, because like I said, the mind is constantly trying to put you off so a large part of it is just getting over your your mind really this is why it's a bit like a form of meditation because you might be painting and you've got these bombardment of negative thoughts going on like it might say you know what that's rubbish what you're doing you've done that wrong <laughs> it's basically like quite, quite being quite nasty really but what happens is you just you just keep painting, and then at the end of it again you look back and you realise the painting you've done is a lot better than what the thought was saying. So in the future, when the thought comes up and it starts being horrible again, you can say to yourself, "Well, I know last time you were you were basically being horrible, but you were lying to me." <laughs> so, but the thing is, the thing is, I, there's an element of goodness about it as well. Because sometimes it might say something which is true. Like it might say, oh, you've done that wrong. And you actually have. So you've got you've got to get this balance between listening to it, but not sort of... Um, you've got to listen to it and take the goodness out of it, like the wisdom, but you can't let it distract you. And it's very hard. I didn't even talk about the mistakes, really. Hmm. But like what I noticed is, 
very often when I'm doing these, I'll make a mistake, especially when I'm using inks. I'll make a mistake, but what will happen is I've, I've sort of like, um, I can't give an example really, but let's say for instance I, I draw a tree or something and I do like the, the shape of it wrong. What will happen is I'll, I'll basically I'll turn it into something else and it will look even better. Almost as if something wanted you to actually do it wrong. <laughs> because like doing it wrong makes it better in a strange way. I, I know it sounds a bit weird. But so, so I'm, I'm starting to realise there is no mistakes really. And also sometimes you do make a mistake. But it's actually brilliant. Like this one here where I've, where I've basically I've waited... I basically put my ink down. I didn't wait for the the watercolour to dry. That is a mistake. But the thing is, next time I'll remember that, hopefully, and I'll I'll say, ah, if I ever need to put ink on top of the watercolour again, I'll say, wait a minute, remember last time when you messed it up? So, like, even the mistake is really good. As long as you're aware of it. Oh, I didn't even talk about that as well. Well, let's quickly... One thing I was going to talk about was... Do you need to go to art class? So, on the one hand, no. I don't think you do need to go to art class. Because what I'm noticing is... Basically... You can do it all yourself. Well, you can, but you can't. So, like, for instance... Basically, I'm going out on my own on a Saturday morning painting... And I don't need other people to do that. But it was other people, because we started out going every Saturday during the summer. We were doing like plein air painting. And what I've done is I've just kept it going on my own. So that to me says you don't need, you don't need art class. But what I like about art class is it can, it can create like habits. But... Again, you could be at the best art class ever, but if you're not if you're not putting the work in, I suppose, it doesn't matter. You could be at the worst art class ever, but if you're putting the work in and in other words, it's more about you than the art class. That's what I'm saying. And it's like basically you can create your own art class at home. That's what I'm thinking. But then um, when I start because I thought because I did think, should I actually just quit going to art class? Because the price of art class is the same as paying for SVS Learn. Which is all about like creating characters and stuff. Which is what I really want to do. So I did think... Yeah, did you hear that burp come up? So, to me that sounded like a little dinosaur sign coming out. But I did think to myself, should I, should I use the money from art class and put it into SVS Learn? And then when I thought about it, like art class you get friends you get to meet like other artists and friends it's really good for like commitments because basically you've got to show up you haven't got to but it's, it's good for like commit because other people are involved you feel like you sort of you, you don't want to let them down but at the same time that can be a negative because you could keep doing something when you when you no longer need to do it because you don't want to let the other person down so again, it's this balancing thing of um, you've got to basically say, 
if you're only doing something because you're afraid of letting other people down, I think you shouldn't be doing it anymore. <clears throat> but then that feeling of not wanting to let other people down could actually drive you to be commit to be committed and have discipline. So it's it's one it's like a good thing, but it's you gotta basically feel what you're feeling really. So I put discipline as well. Our class is amazing for discipline. That's probably for me that's the best thing about it. Oh, and this as well, it takes you out of your comfort zone. This is the thing. If you basically did if you were sat at home and created your own art class, there's a tendency, I think, that you would focus on things you're comfortable with. Whereas with art class, you can't do that. With art class, you're like there's one there's one where we have to do like oil painting and stuff. So like it forces you to, to do things that you wouldn't do. But the good thing about it is that skill, it is a skill that like taking yourself out of your comfort zone. So as you practice that at art class, you start sort of doing it when you go outside. So in a strange way, well, what I think happens is I've noticed this with monks. So a lot of like spiritual teachers and stuff, what will happen is I'll study from this master. It gets to a point where I can I can feel that you can feel that you basically need to move on to something else. So I feel like some people could get stuck with like um, an art teacher and basically they wouldn't really evolve fully because they're basically only, they're, they're only, they're only stuck with this one artist. Whereas I think you have to sort of move around. So like at some point you have to go with a different artist because they're going to have completely different they're going to teach you completely different skills and stuff. It's like that with spiritual people as well. You can, like for instance, one of the first ones I ever went with was Lama Marut, who actually passed away a few years ago. I only found that out about a month or so ago. But at some point, the energy of Lama Marut was different to where I was. So, so I basically I moved on to somebody else. Um, like and then you had like Ajahn Brah, Muji. So like, but what happens is you also you go back as well. So just because you're moving on to somebody else, it doesn't mean you forget about that other person. You sort of you still go back and forth. But for me, I feel like you you don't want to get stuck with one person, and you can feel it as well. You can feel when you're not. You can feel when you're ready to move on. And I am getting that sort of feeling at art class, which I don't want to say that, but that's what I feel like. For me, I feel like something's saying I need to focus on my characters. So, like, what the ideal thing for me would be an art class, a physical art class, where we're, we're focusing on character design and stuff, but you've got like real people face to face. Because then you got you got your friend. You can create friends. You've got your discipline and com- commitment. But you're you're doing what you really want to be doing, which is characters. Yeah. So that's what that's what I'm thinking. But what I'm thinking is you do actually need. I think you do need actual physical people in your life.
I do think that. I do think there's there's something very powerful about <laughs> having physical physical artists, not just on a screen. That's what I'm thinking. But little Dennis, he said, he said that's enough for that one. So I hope you enjoyed that. What happened the other day was I found a load of art books in a shop for well these basically worked out about 20 or 30p each and one of them is a, an art book called it's basically just called art by laurie shrodnidia adams <laughs> and it's basically it's talking about well what it says on the back is who was the inspiration for michelangelo's david what can make an, a urinal worth millions basically it's looking at different types of art and sort of just talking about talk about all these different things of art but I, I randomly turned the page I randomly turned to a page just before this podcast and I found a really beautiful quote here so this week's inspirational quote this is it is what look at this look at this look it says pattern and rhythm in a work of art reinforce each other and are often imbued with meaning there's something cool about that because for me that's like it's like showing the relationship between everything. But I like the fact that you've got pattern and rhythm. You've got pattern and rhythm. F- for me, pattern is very sort of like structured. Like I, When I think of pattern, I think of the same shape over and over and over and over again. Like repeating. So for me, pattern, I think of like man-made. Whereas rhythm, I think of it like flowing, like a river or something. So there's like this, for me, that quote is like getting, it's like bringing together like structure and free-flowingness. Yeah, I like that though. <laughs> so this week's inspirational quote, pattern and rhythm in a work of art reinforce each other and are often imbued with meaning. From the book Art by Louis Shomedia Adams. <laughs>